Today on episode number 910, what if you took a feedback tool like SpeakPipe and you combined it with the convenience of my podcast reviews and the networking functionality of something like Refonic and then combined it with someone who is obsessed over data that will help you understand and grow your audience named Daniel J. Lewis? Well, you get podgagement, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is why I help you plan your podcast. I help you launch your podcast. Today, we're going to talk about growing your audience. And hey, if you want to, I can help you monetize your podcast. I wrote a book on it. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And that, of course, comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And on today's show, we're talking about a tool that is kind of new, but not really. It's called Podgagement. And what it is, it is an upgrade of a previous service that I've used for years called My Podcast Reviews. It has one goal, and that is to give you data that will help you understand your audience and grow your audience. The creator is Daniel J. Lewis, and I had a talk with him. Here it is. All righty. Joining me via Squadcast. You know him, you love him. Don't be fooled by cheap imitations. And here's the cool thing. I was excited when I heard this was coming out, because if the name Daniel J. Lewis is on a product, I know it's not going to be awful. So the last time, probably one of the last times you were on, we're talking my podcast reviews. Well, now it's new and improved. It's uh, now called Podgagement. So Daniel J. Lewis, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Thank you, Dave. And thank you for all the support over the many, many years that my podcast reviews has been running and now Podgagement. Yeah. So my podcast reviews, I always say if you want to make money with something, you have to solve a problem. You know, yes, some people may pay you because, well, you're such a darn nice guy, but that's usually not the case. And so my podcast review solved a problem because how many stores are there for Apple? There are now in Apple Podcasts, there are 175 different catalogs. I can't imagine going because, and I don't even know if you can switch stores. It used to be in uh, iTunes. I think you still can. I don't know that you can on a Mac, but you could switch stores. And if you just think about how many stores you would go to to go, nope, no new reviews. Okay. Let me click this one. Nope, no reviews in from Agakistan or whatever. And so my podcast reviews brought all those into one place. And then you could share them and all sorts of other fun things like that. I love the fact I have mine set up to come to me Sunday morning because that to me, that's the beginning of the week. I record. And if anybody said anything cool, I'll mention it in a show or things like that. So what uh, we've rebranded and I part of it is obviously you want to do more than just focus on reviews. But what else? Uh, inspired the the rebrand. Yeah, my podcast reviews, well, I launched it in 2014. It was the first of its kind service. Yes, there have been several copycats since then, but that's okay. That happens. The first of its kind as an online service to gather all of the podcast reviews from all the places. Even when Apple 
put podcast reviews inside of Podcast Connect. So you can now go into Podcast Connect and flip the different countries to see your ratings and reviews from those countries. You can't really do a whole lot. And it takes a lot of clicking just to see if you have anything, let alone do something with it or even understand the data from it. Because I still get questions that people will say, well, it says I have 97 ratings but I only see three reviews in my podcast reviews. Why is that? Well, it's because Apple doesn't really make it obvious that there's a difference between ratings and reviews. But my podcast reviews was really just a convenience for the most part. When I first started it, I was under the misunderstanding that ratings and reviews would affect your ranking in Apple Podcasts. And Dave, is that true? No, that is not true. In fact, let's put that clip here with some music. This is where I will quote Apple reading from their website about actual reviews and what they do. So take it away, future Dave. What the charts measure. Apple's podcast charts reflect the most popular shows and episodes available in a given market and are designed to help people discover what to listen to next. They do not reflect all-time listening records and are not a measure of the largest podcast by listenership. While the exact algorithm cannot be shared to protect their integrity, the charts measure a mix of the following. Listening. When listeners are engaging with episodes, it's an indicator of content popularity. Follows, when listeners follow a show to receive new episodes, it's an indicator of their intent to listen. Completion rate. When listeners complete episodes, it's an indicator of content quality. Although ratings, reviews and shares also help indicate a podcast's newness, popularity and quality. They are not factored into the algorithm that determines the rankings for top shows and top episodes. So yes, ratings and reviews, they are social proof, so that's a good thing. And if you're trying to get an advertiser, advertisers get downright giddy if they see a lot of reviews because it proves engagement. So that's another great use of reviews. Yeah, so it's really how you use the reviews that makes them valuable, not simply having them Unless you have hundreds and thousands of reviews, then simply having them is compelling enough, but it's really what you do with them. So there was always kind of that education problem with my own product that I kind of first had to shatter people's idea that ratings and reviews affect their ranking, which it doesn't. If it did, my business would probably do a lot better, but I kind of have to shatter that and then rebuild to say, but here's what you can do with your ratings and reviews. So there was a little bit of that struggle. And the fact that the product was merely a convenience, I I really wanted to serve podcasters more than simply giving them a convenience. I wanted to solve a problem, a pain that podcasters have. And along the way, I wanted to rebrand to a product that would also check your chart rankings as well in Apple Podcasts, because everyone wants to know where do I rank in such and such category. And that will be coming. And originally I thought, well, I'll rebrand slightly and focus more on podcast charts too, to compete with a particular other product that's out there. But while I started working on the rebuild, back in 2019, when I started actually sitting down to reprogram my podcast reviews, that's when I stumbled across data. So much exciting data. And I was discovering all this kind of cool information I didn't know existed inside of Apple Podcasts, certain stuff that I found that 
I'm not sure if anyone else knows about some of this data that I found, maybe one or two other people in the world. But I, I started discovering this stuff, so I started collecting it. I built this whole engine to automatically collect it, and that turned into the podcastindustryinsights.com site, where it then displays some of this data. But all the while, I was collecting this data in a massive database and all of the charts from all of the international stores and like everything you could think of from Apple Podcasts, storing it in a database that is now almost a terabyte in size and just holding on to it to build what was coming next. And the name itself, My Podcast Reviews, had a problem because once I started putting out data and people like James Cridlin would quote from it, for pod news, it just didn't sound right when he would say, according to my podcast reviews, there are this many podcasts and Apple podcasts. Well, what, huh? Your podcast review showed you that? <laughs> that You know, it just like doesn't quite make sense. So I wanted to rename it. I had other names in mind. I also wanted to shift the focus to adapt to where I saw the industry going, how I wanted to serve podcasters better, and also what I realized that nearly all podcasters want to get more popular. A lot of podcasters want to make money too. But to get both of those things, there's something more core to those things that you need, and that's engagement with your audience. Because if you don't have an engaged audience, your sponsor is not going to like you. If you don't have an engaged audience, you're not going to grow. If you don't have an engaged audience, then what are you doing your podcast for? And and some people do their podcast literally only so that they can put their voice out there and they don't really care who listens, how many people listen. That's fine. Totally okay. But most of us want that engagement. Just think of that first piece of feedback you ever got, the first bit of praise or the first positive podcast review or anything like that. Dave, you, I think, have told stories before about the first piece of feedback you got from somewhere outside your local circle. Yeah, I was in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, in the in my brother's basement, and one of the first pieces of feedback, and this is really what when I went, oh wait a minute, this podcast thing is is cool, and it was from Nuremberg, Germany. Hello, Dave. This is Michael from Nuremberg, Germany, and the guy's name was Michael Van Lahr, and he was just like, hey, I love your show. Just want to say thanks so much and keep up the good work and that whole nine yards. And I was like, wait a minute, he's. My brother even said, he goes, did he say Nuremberg, Germany? And I go, yes, yes, he did. He's like, wow, that's cool. And I go, yeah, it is. So yeah, we kind of forget sometimes that podcasting is, you know, it's global. And I wanted to enable that same kind of experience that made a big impact on you. You still remember the specifics to this day, all of these decades later that you've been podcasting. (laughs) And I wanted to give that same kind of feeling to the podcasters out there to help them to make it easier for their audience to engage with the podcast, make it easier for them to collect that engagement and catalog it and use it for whatever use, whether that's in their podcast, getting sponsors, opportunities, any of those things. And so that's where the idea of really focusing on podcast engagement came up. And I started playing with names. And of course, like anybody out there, what do you do when you're coming up with a product for podcasters? Well, you see if you can put either the word pod on it or you can put the word cast on it. That's pretty much all you have to do. And then you've got a product for podcasters. <laughs> and I came up though with podgagement because I, I really thought, well, it's engagement. It's podcast engagement, podgagement. 
I started putting little feelers out there to some people. I asked them, okay, if I made a service called Podgagement, you know, I did the Dave thing, yeah. like you say to do with your podcast title, is I asked people if I told you nothing about this service, and most of these people I didn't tell anything about when I told them the name, I asked them, what would you think this service is? It's for podcasters and it's called Podgagement. What would you think? Most of them described what I wanted them to. And that is something that helps podcasters engage their audience, probably. Well, the nice thing about it, since it is fairly obvious what it is, is you also then own like any kind of Google search for podgagement because that word didn't exist. You kind of made exactly. it up. So, yes. and I'm assuming because, you know, it's Daniel J. Lewis, you have a trademark for that. <laughs> yes, it is just about to be granted. And that is exciting to have a registered or almost registered trademark for. It. And because it is unique, it's distinctive. It didn't exist anywhere on the internet. I was so excited about it. So I started developing it and had this bigger vision that not only did I want it to replace my podcast reviews, it needed to match all of the same features of my podcast reviews and then build on top of that. Because I still want, there are still plenty of people out there who just want their podcast ratings and reviews and just want that convenience tracked for them. And that's fine. So that is now what I call the Astro Plan on Podgagement. And that carries over all the features from my podcast reviews. So everyone who is on my podcast reviews was automatically migrated over to an equivalent plan as an Astro tier. They get the same number of podcasts, potentially saving a lot of money, though, because they're grandfathered in with the older pricing. Then on top of that... Wait, before we get to the new stuff, let me remind you another way you can grow your podcast. Now let's get back to those new features that Daniel is adding to Podgagement. I launched the Constellation tier, which is where even bigger features are going. So like while the Astro tier is all my podcast reviews features, and there will be more features coming to it as well, like good pods, ratings and reviews, episode level ratings and reviews from Podchaser, which I hadn't been able to bring in before, but I'll be able to bring in now and working on Amazon Audible ratings and reviews and more, pretty much anything that I can get ratings and reviews from, except Podcast Addict. So please reach out kindly to Xavier at Podcast Addict to ask him to work with Podgagement. But all the other places I'll be able to incorporate, and that will still be within the Astro tier. The Constellation tier adds additional features to better help you engage with your audience, like the first big feature that I was so excited about adding is being able to collect feedback from your audience. So you've seen people refer to certain other brands out there that have either pod in them or some word like speak. Those have existed for a while, but they've been lacking in certain things, I felt. Like one of the ones that's been around the longest didn't really work for people who have more than one podcast. Well, with Podgagement, you get your own feedback page for every podcast that you add to the plan. So while the Astro plan has the lovethepodcast.com and followthepodcast.com pages where you can get people to leave you more ratings and reviews or get more people to follow your podcast. The Constellation tier adds castfeedback.com, which is where you can get your audience to send feedback to you. And when they visit that page, they can either write their feedback or they can record it. And when they record it, they can also write a message with it. So. This is really handy where when people leave feedback, they're saying th something like this. Hi, this is Daniel J. Lewis <laughs> from the Audacity to Podcast.com. 
Well, now you can ask your audience, please make sure you write any URLs that you say in your message. And that gets then attached to you as the podcaster. That written message gets attached with the audio message and transcript in the near future so that you can see that exact URL and you don't have to play it over and over and over and over again to try and figure out what they said or anything else maybe they want to include in a written form. Like maybe they forgot to say something in their recorded message, but they don't want to completely redo it or send another message. So they just add a little note, a footnote to it. So combining that kind of thing, there's even more coming in the future where it's going to come in, bring in your RSS feed and look at your latest episodes and allow your audience to pick which episode they're sending feedback for, or you can put in, eventually you'll be able to schedule upcoming things so people can choose that this is for a particular upcoming episode or a specific topic. So like perfect example, question of the month with School of Podcasting. You could have in there an always available question of the month option. So when they select that from the dropdown, then all of that gets automatically filtered for you, Dave, on your side of the account, so that then you can very quickly see here's all of the feedback that came in labeled question of the month, automatically categorized audio or written feedback that you can use for your podcast or for encouragement or whatever it is. So it's very easy for you. And that's the cast feedback feature. Nice. Now, is there any limit to the length of that? I should be very tentative. (laughs) (laughs) And say, right now, while it's still early, and I need to just kind of see what kind of strain this sets on the system and cost for transcription eventually when I bring that in and such, right now there is no limit. I recognize there will have to be a limit just because I want to prevent someone from accidentally leaving the recording going, and then you receive a 24-hour audio recording (laughs) of silence. So there has to be a practical limit. It will probably be something like maybe five, three or five minutes, because really you think about it and that's about as long as you want the feedback from your audience to be. If it's audio feedback is three or five minutes. Yeah. So there might be something in there that you as the podcaster could select that, but I'm not planning for there to be any limits on how many pieces of feedback you can receive. Like some places will limit you on how many minutes or hours of content that you can receive. I'm not planning to do that kind of thing. As long as I can afford the transcription for it. That's the big deal. Uh, You also have some tools in here for networking that I clicked on and I was like, well, that's kind of cool. So you have ingoing and outgoing. And so what what am I looking at? Think of it like this. We've talked about stuff like Podroll before, especially if you listen to the future of podcasting. Dave and I have talked a lot about Podroll. And think about when you look at a podcast inside of Apple Podcasts, scroll to the very bottom of the podcast listing And you see recommendations for other podcasts. Now, in Apple Podcasts, those are algorithmically selected. The Podroll tag in Podcasting 2.0 is podcaster curated. And other apps and services probably have their own algorithms to recommend other podcasts as well. So it's basically recommendations. But I didn't want that as a headline inside of the app to say recommendations because the podcaster would think that's my recommendations for them of what they should do. So it just didn't really work that language. So networking, because ultimately the value of this is in the networking opportunities that it opens up for you. So here's what you would actually see when you go into the networking section. Similar to if you look at your own podcast and Apple Podcasts and scroll down to the bottom, 
you'll see the list of you might also like or listeners also listen to or the language has changed over the years. It's basically the recommendations all algorithmically picked. And as much as possible, I will support all the other platforms I can Spotify, Amazon Audible, anything I can support. I'll bring that data in as long as I can get that data. So right now, yes, you can look at your own podcast and see what other podcasts are recommended by yours. And those recommendations are usually because there's some kind of crossover audience and maybe some other things in the algorithm like, are these in the same category or do they have certain shared keywords or anything like that that would demonstrate there's some relationship between these podcasts. So yes, you can go look at your own podcast and see what is your podcast looking at. Sure. But what can you really do with that in Apple Podcasts? Eh, Not much. Here in Podgagement, I've then expanded that. So that's called the outgoing networking because these are outgoing recommendations from your own podcast. If you go into that section, you can see those same podcasts, but then you can click on any of them and you get to see more information about each of those other podcasts that are being recommended on your own podcast. You get the link to their Apple podcast listing, their RSS feed. You get to see what position they are in your own listing, what genres they are, their artists, some information about the podcast, and you'll get to see an email address eventually in there too. So you can very easily and quickly reach out to these other podcasts that are recommended on your own podcast. So that's the outgoing, and that's pretty cool. Yes, there's been another tool that let you see this kind of thing, but what can you really do with that there? Not much. It looks cool. But here, I wanted to make it actionable as a way for you to engage maybe other podcasters and network with them. That's why it's called networking. So you can see the outgoing recommendations from your own podcast listing. But more exciting than that is the incoming. This is of all of the other podcasts out there. Which of them are recommending your podcast on their podcast listing? So again, with the Apple Podcasts, these are algorithmic recommendations. With Podroll, which will be supported soon, this would be those other podcasts have handpicked your podcast to recommend from theirs. But right now, you can't discover that. You can't know what other podcasts out there have your podcast listed on their podcast listing. But now you can with Podgagement. And again, same thing. You're not just seeing a list of podcasts. You can click on each of these and discover information about that podcast and how to contact that podcast for networking opportunities. Since you know you share an audience with them or you share topics with them, you know there is relevance and crossover. Maybe you do some cross-promotion opportunities. Maybe you do cross-guesting with each other. They come on your show, you go on their show. Maybe this gives you some competitive analysis opportunities for you to learn how to be better or to promote yourself to a sponsor or opportunities better or anything like that. There are so many things that you can do with this around this idea of treat it like networking. What kind of value can you get with networking with other people who are already pre-qualified as relevant to you and your audience? That's what this basically is. That's the incoming and outgoing networking feature that's already there. It's available for Constellation tier. Now, you also have a follow page and a love page. Yeah, so this is because I know that podcasters 
are on all different kinds of platforms and publishing tools and such. I wanted to provide things that would make stuff easier for them and easier for their audiences. So the love and follow pages come from the My Podcast Reviews feature as well, because that's these also exist on the Astro tier. So on the lowest tier, you get the follow and love pages. If you want to use my domain for it, it gives you something that's very actionable and very speakable. So here's the way that I tell people that you could say it. The love page is for your current audience, because that's who you want love from is the people who already know you. The follow page is for people who don't listen to your podcast yet. So love is to get the love from them, ratings and reviews. The follow page is to get people to follow the podcast. So each of these landing pages are designed with those separate intentions in mind. So you can very easily speak these domains if you want to, like this. You could say, if you love the podcast, then please go to lovethepodcast.com slash, and then you get to customize what comes after the slash. And that same thing, that slug, would also be applied to the follow page, where then you can tell people, make sure you follow the podcast so you don't miss a single episode at followthepodcast.com slash, and then whatever your slug is. So it's very speakable, it's memorable, and these pages are optimized and smart because they know certain things. They know what kind of device the person is using who visits that page so that it displays only the options that are compatible with that person's device. Big example here. Apple Podcasts, for whatever reason, is still not on Android. So we don't show Apple Podcasts to anyone who is on an Android device because that would just confuse them if they go there and they tap on that and you're telling them, hey, listen to the podcasts in Apple Podcasts. Well, you don't even have to say Apple Podcasts. You just say follow the podcast through followthepodcast.com slash whatever. And then that delegates the further details and the further choices to that landing page that then automatically displays only what's actually compatible with your audience's device. Or even like in the case with Apple Podcasts, it's Apple Podcasts on all Apple devices. It's still iTunes on Windows. So the iTunes app does still exist. So even though the link is exactly the same, what the pages do then is it simply changes the logo and the name. Instead of saying Apple Podcasts for Windows users, it says iTunes for Windows users because that's the app they have. And even if you don't want to use the domains that I provide for you or customize your slug, you can simply forward to these things. Like I know, Dave, you do schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow forwards to followthepodcast.com for your podcast. And now I have control over the button color and some other branding options there. So nothing against purple, but (laughs) it didn't really go with my brand. And then if you go to uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, that goes to your WordPress plugin. That's a whole other other episode. So that way I'm I'm covered either way. Uh, And you can even add on uh, both of these pages, you can add a video. Yeah begging them please follow my show yeah you can add a video or your own welcome message to these pages and there will be more customization options in the future too but that way in case there are any special instructions or maybe you want to switch it out for a particular season or something so maybe like for a little while you want to tell people hey make sure you say this in your review so that we can leave it on this show or make sure that you include your 
Twitter handle or Instagram handle or whatever in your review so we can link out to you when we promote this. Anything like that, you can add in extra instructions. You can add a thank you. You can just let them see your attractive face. The light bulb just came on with this. I don't know why it was blinking, but so many times I hear people try to do some sort of contest, like leave a rating and review and we're going to give away a blah, blah, blah to person. And then they're like, all right, and the winner is Jim Mom 37 bxk And then you have no way to get back to that person. Is there a way that we can somehow know who left that now? Does that get solved? I'm working on that. Or okay. even a way that people could, if they don't want to use any of these podcast apps, that they could give a rating and review directly through your Podgagement account. Oh. You mentioned a contest. Wouldn't it be so handy if just built right into Podgagement, you could press a button that lets you pick a winner? Wouldn't that be handy? <laughs> yes, that is coming. That's been on the feature request for a while. That is coming. Nice. What else is coming? So there are all kinds of things that I am planning to build into this and tweaking along the way, like even just adding the feature that was highly requested for a while that people could embed their reviews on their site. Well, now you get an iframe embed code. There's already an API that you can use. I haven't fully documented it yet, but if you like more advanced stuff, there is an API coming that works with JSON code that you could then integrate with certain things, but also native integrations are coming soon. So there will be a Zapier app. There will be a Slack app, maybe a Telegram app, a WordPress plugin, all of these things so that you could have your notifications in the particular place that you want them or that you could do cooler things with a tighter integration. Like, for example, on the WordPress side of things, you mentioned my other plugin, Subscribe and Follow. Well, Subscribe and Follow is getting long in the tooth right now, and I have some pending updates with it, maybe, or maybe even just replacing it with a WordPress plugin from Podgagement that would do a similar thing, but have the smartness of Podgagement behind it where on your WordPress site, you would eventually be able to have the buttons that are then smartly shown or hidden based on the visitor's device. Also being able to maybe automatically embed your top reviews on your site so people could see them right there, embedding a feedback widget on your site. All of this stuff is so much easier to do when there's an API that allows programs to talk to each other and there's also plenty that you can do with your own API that you could make your own Zapier integration or build it into your own WordPress plugin if you wanted to or something like that. That's already available too. That's on all the plans. More coming in the future. If you've seen the movie Idiocracy, then you know about electrolytes. And <laughs> it's got electrolytes. Well, the electrolytes of the modern web is AI. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, a new AI-powered app launches on AppSumo. <laughs> That's it. Frosted Flakes, now with AI. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, so. And I'm not wanting to add AI just so my app will have electrolytes with it. For a long time, I've wanted to do certain analysis on your ratings and reviews and give you insights from that. and. I had no idea how I could ever possibly do that without learning a whole new industry. Well, AI is going to enable me to do that kind of thing. So in the future, in 2024, 
I'll be able to integrate AI into this so it can look at all your ratings and reviews and maybe point out to you, this is what people really like. This is what people don't really like. Also, some other things that, while there are plenty of other really good apps out there that will help you plan and create your content better, or even somewhat promote your content better, again, I want to focus on helping you engage your audience and grow your podcast. So when I bring AI integration into Podgagement, it will focus heavily on engagement like looking at your episodes and your ratings and reviews to figure out better ways that you can engage your audience. Maybe it's certain posts that you could put out on Twitter or Facebook, Instagram that ask engaging questions around the content that you talk about inside your podcast or anything else like that, really focusing on engagement, not content creation because you've already created the content, but helping you to do more with that content, especially engaging your audience, and growing your podcast. More platforms will be coming. I have more verb pages that I have reserved. More things will be coming. More ways that even you'll be able to monetize your podcast through podgagement. Some of that that I'm still working on. Also, this whole thing with podcasting 2.0 and cross-app comments. Whatever we figure out with that, and that's still (laughs) way up in the air, Whatever's determined with that, I'm going to bring that into Podgagement so that you'll have a comments section as well. So you can engage with people through the comments on your episode, the cross app comments with Podcasting 2.0, whenever that standard is figured out. Uh, Also, charts like you're being able to see where you rank inside of Apple Podcasts under different categories and featured sections like new and noteworthy or what's hot, or certain what's trending sort of stuff, I can analyze that now and track that for you. And search engine optimization tools, like being able to see where does your podcast rank inside podcast apps for these particular terms, we'll be able to track that soon for you. And even just certain data that already exists, displaying that on a timeline, like we were talking about the incoming and outgoing networking stuff, And when you click on one of the podcasts, like one of the incoming podcasts, one of the things that you see is your position in that other podcast's recommendations. And that's important to know, like in Apple Podcasts, maybe it shows at first without scrolling, maybe it shows only the first five. So you want to know, are you in the first ones? Are you the number one listed under there? Well, you can see that number as it stands right now. And I'm waiting to build up more history for this, you will soon be able to see how you've moved in those positions or even get notified when you show up on someone's podcast for the first time in their listing. So more notifications, more charts, more graphs, more ways that can bring in this information. And even if your podcast hosting provider offers their own API for stats, I want to bring in their stats too. This is very, very limited right now. Like Blueberry offers an API, I know. OP3 offers an API. A couple of other places offer APIs for the stats for your podcast, a private API, and that's it. But for those who can, I want to bring in those stats too so that you could potentially get all your stats that you need from this one site. 
Now, that wouldn't include everything like the proprietary stats from Apple Podcasts and such, but would give you a lot, and especially trying to tie these things together so that, going back to the whole purpose of this, the tagline for Podgagement is to help you engage your audience and grow your podcast. If I didn't know better, I would think you actually like data. <laughs> you can't see him. I can see Daniel. He, when he talks about this stuff, he lights up like a Christmas tree. I'm like, okay. Well, you mentioned right now there's the, the two different plans. You've got the Astro and the, uh, is it Constellation? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the one thing we haven't talked about is how much is this going to grab out of my wallet? So what's, what's the going price on those? Yeah, so to make it easier for podcasters, especially those who just didn't quite fit into certain molds before, Podgagement now charges per podcast, and it's a flat rate. So you can know if you have this many podcasts, just multiply the monthly or yearly rate times that, and that's exactly how much it would cost. So right now, the Astro plan is $4 per month per podcast, and you get two months free if you sign up for a full year. And the Constellation tier is $9 per month per podcast. And again, you get two months for free if you sign up for a year. And if you're thinking, well, I want the Astro features for most of my podcasts, but I really like the Constellation features for one of the podcasts, I've changed the terms of service now that every podcast is charged the same amount. You can sign up for multiple accounts if you want to. So if you want to separate the notifications or you want Constellation features for some of your podcasts but not others, you can sign up for multiple accounts if you want. or in the future, I mean, there are bigger things in the universe than constellations, right? <laughs> so in the future, there will be bigger plans, especially for networks and agencies that can white label some of this stuff, that can delegate certain things. Like, I always want the reviews for this podcast to automatically go out to my client. I don't want to have to touch it at all. I just want it to automatically go out and be white labeled with my business name on these notifications. That's coming 2024, maybe, maybe 2025. <laughs> we'll see. That would be the Galaxy tier coming and so much more. I, I'm excited about this. And yeah, you say I'm excited about data. I'm really excited what you can do with this stuff. Beautiful. Well, if you want to check it out, Daniel does have an affiliate program and I have an affiliate link and you can find it at schoolofpodcasting.com slash PG. Daniel, congratulations. It's hard to stay focused on something that hard that long in some cases, and uh, you made it happen, and congratulations on that. Again, you can check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash PG, and if somebody has, like, if they have a question, where's the best place to come find you? Best place to reach me, go through podgagement.com. Daniel, thank you so much. Thank you, Dave. Okay, just to recap, the Astro membership is $4 a month. That's basically the replacement of my podcast reviews. You get your global ratings and reviews. You get the follow the podcast page and the love the podcast page. That's $4 a month per podcast. The Constellation, $9 a month. And that basically has everything. Plus, you get the voice and written feedback, the incoming and outgoing networking. And then he's working on the chart rankings, the podcast app SEO rankings and your monetization features. And this is one of the cool things. Daniel wrote every bit of code of this himself. He taught himself the code because, well, he's Daniel J. Lewis. And he is the guy that digs into those details. He wants the details so that he can give you exactly what you are 
looking for. The other thing I want to point out here, it's a good lesson, is Daniel rebranded from my podcast reviews to Podgagement, Pod Inbox, which, by the way, is $9 a month. And same thing with SpeakPipe, SpeakPipe, $15 a month. Now, both of those have a free plan in this case of Pod Inbox, which is, I, I don't really see anything on their website. I know they are. Oh, it's going to rebrand fan list. And then pod fans has rebranded to true fans. Pod fans is a, an online kind of podcast app. That's very 2.0 friendly. And so I just want to point out here that one of the reasons I have a crowdfunding campaign going for the show, ask the podcast coach. And if you want to see my supporters, you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, not slash Patreon. Because in the future, if I want to move to Supercast, because if Supercast existed when I started my Patreon, I would have used Supercast. But that way you don't end up with podcasts with old episodes. And I do that using a WordPress plugin called Pretty Link. And when I use PodPage, that's built in. They have the ability to make these pretty links. That way you keep anything that you want under your control. So for instance, I'm unfortunately have made direct links to my scheduling tool and then changed my scheduling tool. So I had to go back to all the old pages and find the old links and update to the new one. So now if you wanted to hire me for one-on-one consulting, now I just say go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash schedule so that in the event I ever switch, and right now I'm using TidyCal because that has a one-time lifetime membership set up for that where Calendly does not, but you want to do these things that anything you might change, like your email address, your scheduling tool, anything that's a service outside, you don't want to send them to their website.com slash your whatever. Now, Daniel does have the love the page and things like that. If you want to do that, that's fine. But as Daniel said, mine is schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow. If you want to see my uh, subscribe page or the follow page there using Daniel's service. So just something to keep in mind. And like I say, I mentioned those other plans, those other companies, like the one is 15 and nine. Daniel's, if you just want the basic reviews, and those pages we just mentioned, it's $4 a month. And if you do buy a yearly package, you get two months free. So you're looking at $40 a year and $90 a year. Links are out in the show notes. And that's the last thing I want to mention is I realize we're talking about something that's fairly visual. So if you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 910, you will see a video that I made showing off what we're actually talking about. If you want to see Podgagement in action, it's super simple. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow, and you can see that follow page we talked about. And if you're like, Dave, I'm already following the show. Well, then I double dog dare you to double dog dare somebody else to go to the follow page. It helps me grow my audience if you like the show. Say, hey, have you heard Dave's show? Check it out. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow follow, or while they're out there, they can click the join button and get access to our step-by-step tutorials, our amazing podcast community, and of course, unlimited one-on-one consulting with me that is not a typo, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Next week, 
It's back. It's the last episode of the month. And you're going to hear about everybody's favorite podcast. If they could only pick one and why, if you haven't answered the question, what are you waiting for? Do you not want some free publicity in front of a couple thousand people? I don't understand that. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. I've now given you two calls to action. So I'm going to shut up and say, thanks so much for listening. Take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Podcasting since 2005, I am your something. What is it? I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach. There we go. If you're new to the show, this is where we help you plant. Really? I can't get my mouth together. This is where we... And I realize a lot of what we're doing today is very visual. So if you just go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash, mm-hmm, yep, nine oh nine ten. what do I win? Oh, good, you're still here. We totally just glossed over the fact that Daniel and I do a show together called The Future of Podcasting where we take all that podcasting 2.0 stuff that you kind of go, uh, I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. And we break it down so that everyone can understand it. And if you're looking to add, maybe this might be your first income stream. We've got a video right on the front page, futureofpodcasting.net that shows you how the longer your audience listens, the more money you make. Yeah, and it takes all of 10 minutes, if that, to set up. Check it out, futurebroadcasting.net. Oh, crap, that's another call to action. Oh, man.